This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Let's get ready to rumble. The halftime show is coming up in the next hour, and I'll tell you what is coming up on the show. Now, the fight of the last 10 years has finally been announced. The date not yet to be confirmed. However, Anthony Joshua will face Tyson Fury finally in a two-fight deal. The only problem is with Tyson Fury is we know he needs motivation to be able to get off the couch and work. And one of the best technical boxers out there is going to be fighting Anthony Joshua, one of the best athletes out there, very, very soon. So we're talking about that. The first female Saudi referee to make a statement. And what does this mean for the world of football and the major movements happening in the world of sport for females, which is fantastic. We're doing that. We also got a roundup of sports, health, and fitness on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95 Radio. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in, whether it's on Pulse95Radio.com, 95FM, our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority, on YouTube, Pulse95 Radio, on Instagram, at Omar Alduri, or even if you're on TikTok, at Omar Alduri1. Thank you very much for connecting with me today. And a couple of shout outs to my favorite people, Dinner with Flo, Goran, The Life of Tariq, Zara, uh, Masoud, Sad, Debo, all the way from Florida, uh, Mufid, who else I got? Megan, Louise, no Levi today. And um, <laughs> an essay and Amen. Shout out to everyone who is tuned in. Thank you very much. Oh, and Maria just jumped in the room as well now in case we thought she wasn't there. Um, right, okay, so what we talk about today. So a couple of things on the menu for the show today. It's really nice to, to see um, a lot of movements happening in the world of sports for females. Now, the good thing about that is obviously the work has, must have been put in for a while, but the one who's taking the news today is uh, Sham Al Ghamdi, is a step closer to becoming Saudi Arabia's first female international referee uh, at 24 years old. She's had a dream to uh, reach the highest level. She's got her certification by the Saudi Arabian Football Federation, which could lead to a FIFA license, hopefully. And the big goal must be to get to the World Cup final. So that's very, very excited for Sham Al Ramdi. Um, the good thing about that is obviously a lot's been happening behind the scenes pre-COVID. A lot of people have been trying to go and do their license um, you know, for for refereeing or for coaching and things like that. And then obviously things had been put on hold. But what does that mean is there's been consistent work behind the scenes. And if you tuned in to my show a couple of weeks back, I had the coach development officer at the Football Association in England for the FA speaking to me about all the plans they're doing online and all the things they're doing for coaches, which I find personally interesting. And not only that, but looking at how things have progressed I'm really happy for Sham Al Ramdi to be able to, you know, talk to people about it and maybe open the doors for other females to get involved because 
it's very easy to kind of put things on hold at the moment, but the fact that she's been active um, is, is great. She said uh, to a newspaper that she's happy to have been approved by the Saudi Football Federation. This is the first step before obtaining a FIFA license. She said it had to be approved by the Federation in order to be able to apply for the FIFA license. And she's looking forward to spending hours uh, on you know, uh, developing and reading and listening to advice from refereeing experts around the world, which is fantastic. So I think this is a huge thing for for sports because we've seen a couple of females uh, officials in the men's game as well, which has obviously opened up plenty, plenty of doors. And now we're seeing obviously the first Saudi referee aspiring to get to the FIFA World Cup final. So very, very happy to see that. Obviously, not just because of my uh, personal development in women's sports here in the UAE, but also because of the fact that people are making moves all around the world right now and they're trying to really step up their game to be able to to bring their expertise to the game. We've we've talked about coaches uh, coaching the men's game. We've talked about referees uh, now, you know, doing their thing as well. And also the uh, linesmen and officials that have, have actually taken that step have probably opened doors for many females to get involved in, in the sport. It's, it's something that I, I think, and I always speak to, you know, a couple of friends of mine regarding this it's, it's always something i like to see based on merit i like to see the fact that these females have put the work in and put the time in and they're, they're there on merit even for for myself with my assessor and my development coach whenever he's spoken to me about you know me getting into the game he's always like take your time don't be a um what does he call it a badge chaser yeah that's what he calls it don't be a badge chaser. don't just chase for the sake of the badge just to say everyone you've done it put the time in and i said more than I have and he said yes because now these people are taking that step in getting into coaching rushing it and then maybe realizing it's not for them because it was too early too soon so I think that's a very very good point but seeing you know Sham Al-Ramdi putting the work in putting the time in and actually you know head down and wanting to learn obviously the obstacles that she would face coming into FIFA as she said in her article is hard because she had to get approval first before she even took that step so the fact that you know i know she was out in the uae as well for a while getting some of her licenses here so maybe i'll try and bring her on the show but it would have been interesting to see the different obstacles she faces being a female being also from this part of the world that's another interesting one to see you know the 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 opposition all of a sudden doesn't just become stereotype. It becomes family as well. It becomes culture. It becomes, uh, you know, the, the people that tell you, you can't do it. So I'm very happy to see Sham Al-Ghamdi there. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll have her on the show. Right, coming up next, Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. The fight of the, I want to say decade, the last couple of decades, has finally been signed on a two-fight deal. We'll be discussing that right after the break. Enjoy yourselves. Here's some... Uh, some good music for you guys. Some water by Beyonce, and I'll be right back after this. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire! That what a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse ninety five. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to run. 
Yes, we are back. Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show. Already people talking about the huge news announced just a few days ago that Tyson Fury is going to fight Anthony Joshua, which is going to take over the world when it comes down to the boxing scene. A fight scene, actually, uh, for a full fact. But who do you think is going to win between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury? 4215 the Salat or do or slide into my DMs as you're doing at the moment now um, on Instagram Live and TikTok. Now, one of the things, you know, over the years of, of loving the sport, um, we've been denied the best fights at the best times. You know, when Pacquiao fought Mayweather, we kind of thought that was delayed. It's been on and off for a couple of years. The speed of Pacquiao wasn't quite the same. The strategy of Mayweather worked to the T and he didn't get, you know, the L that a lot of people were hoping uh, Mayweather would receive. And, and so, again, one of the best out there at the moment. So saying that. The boxing world has been rocked by news that Anthony Josh will fight Tyson Fury. The date has not been confirmed yet, but there has been a two-deal fight signed on the table. Now, I'm sure what they're trying to do right now is they're trying to actually make sure that there will be fans in the stadium once this fight is announced. But they can only do that when they get the green light from the government. And so far, the UK has been a lot better from the mess that it was in earlier with fans being announced they can join the arenas again in a couple of months time so i think they'll be waiting to get confirmation of that before they announce the actual date but then looking at it and i was listening to a a couple of podcasts earlier regarding the show and what was really interesting is tyson fury did say he is currently let's say not living the healthiest lifestyle and we all know that he's faced his challenges in the past But what's been admirable about Tyson Fury is the battle he had with mental health. And he needed a challenge to be able to step back in the ring, losing over 200 pounds to defeat Deontay Wilder. Now, with that coming in mind, Anthony Joshua will be a completely different uh, opponent, a different animal, mainly for the fact that he's always in shape. He's always conditioned. You can see from the way he looks, from the way he breathes, from the way he, he, he... acts in his life is he's an athlete but however we cannot discount the skills of Tyson Fury especially technically and his knowledge on the game his fight IQ is second to none from fighting the best in the world to be able to nullify their strengths and focus on their weaknesses so I would say a fit and healthy Tyson Fury will be able to definitely definitely dismantle Anthony Joshua but a lot of people actually now have been saying and especially on the Instagram saying that AJ wins this do you really think that AJ has the the knowledge to be able to out skill Tyson Fury it's going to be a very very close fight and I think maybe the motivation that Tyson Fury needs because we all saw how he reacted to you know uh, Deontay Wilder especially in the second fight but at the moment now looking at this I think they're saying that they might be announcing it in July but it's all speculation they said that all the talk from both camps has been aiming on a date in late June or early July however Fury's co-promoter Bob Arum recently revealed that issues with the pandemic are complicating potential site deals he said everyone is stuck in the same thing the coronavirus no one's going to put up any money while the virus will impact spectators and everything else so pretty much what we said earlier the fight will be to unify the WBA the WBC the IBF and the WBO heavyweight world titles and it's set to be the biggest fight in British boxing history 
who do you think is gonna win text me on 4215 or do or slide into my DMs at Omar Duri at the moment as Asama is doing the shine on Dugi's head down love it not a close fight at all Tyson Fury will kill him uh, Murad says I would like AJ to win uh, Mufid says I want AJ because he's made the best out of what he has Fury has wasted a lot of talent has he though has he wasted a lot of talent he's beaten everyone in front of him um the price of these social distance seats though let's see if i can read some of these comments out at the moment uh tarik everybody's here today yes everyone is joined in on the instagram live and, and letting me know what they think about the tyson fury aj fight and also what they think about monday night football as well so let me know who's going to win the fight fury or joshua um and when it's announced what condition is Tyson Fury going to be in? Uh, I see you right after this. Now, I did say I'm going to play a song. This is one of my favorite acoustics out there at the moment. Ben Long Call, Addicted. Just jam to this, and I'll see you right after this. Enjoy. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri. Oh, he loves the fire, this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Yes, we are back. We are back on the Halftime Show on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah. People are still commenting about my shirt that I was wearing the other day. I, I said I'm not going to talk about the Arsenal-Tottenham game <clears throat> or anything that happened in the North London Derby, which we won 2-1. Uh, so, so, yeah, let's talk about other sports for now. Mufid, stop, stop, stop provoking me from talking about Arsenal-Tottenham. Um, okay, a couple of things happened in the UAE. The Ironman um, record, 70.3 Dubai, um, was fantastic. We actually saw a lot of people fly in and do the course, which is, again, to do... To do an Iron Man is, or an Iron Woman, is is amazing. You know, hats off to all those athletes that that do some incredible things. You know, I think for me personally, watching, you know, <clears throat> watching those people perform out there is is amazing. And if you are wondering what they were doing, they were swimming for 1.2 miles, uh, they were cy- uh, cycling for 56 miles. And they were running for 13.1 miles. And that's all in one go. So seeing um, the person called Bakigard set the new record was amazing. And Rife took the woman's crown as well. You know, the amount of training and the muscular endurance and the recovery and the managing of nutrition is what's amazing to see with these people. Because, you know, they fly in to the UAE especially right now with the situation going on you're going to have to be training where you are you're going to have to be on point with with so many factors you're going to have to be very careful um, you know with who you interact with and where you go and then you come out here to perform and in that factor you would have obviously traveled to come here so that was um, very very impressive uh, Daniela uh, Reif winner of the women's title in 2016 and 2017 made a triumphant return to competition with a blistering run um, to pip the 2020 champion Imogen Simmons for the Ironman 70.3 Dubai women's title um, again f- fantastic from these athletes that are able to do that in these conditions at the moment now as well you know um, how does anyone swim 1.2 miles that's a that's a good question with you definitely not me um, but yeah you know just looking at that seeing 
you know, the different things that are happening. And I've always said that the UAE has some of the best places to run, some of the best places, you know, to have a, a nice skyline, a nice background um, when you're watching these events happening. And we're so lucky to have that even here in Sharjah, you know, and all across the UAE. We've got such amazing uh, scenes to be able to promote exercise as well and do, you know, for the fitness segment today, we are talking about that, you know, uh, have you set yourself a goal and achieved it and how long has it taken you to achieve it? Did you maybe put things on hold and come back to it? Um, what did you have to switch up? You know, I want to know what you guys were doing. Um, Abu Dhabi World Professional Jiu-Jitsu Championship returns next month. Uh, Dubai is to host a friendly rugby match between the UAE and Israel as well. Uh, what else do we have? Banias beat Kalba Al Ain hold Al Wasal in the Arabian Gulf League. Um, we spoke about football already, so I won't mention Arsenal beat Tottenham 2 1, which is great. <laughs> so I can't listen. The amount of abuse I got before that game, you only needed to know. Um, T20 cricket. Collie equals Williamson's record of most 50s by a captain. And we've also got, um, you know, uh, Zinedine Zidane praising uh, Modric and saying that age is just a number. That's right, Murad and Mufid, you heard that. Age is just a number. Your best years are ahead of you. So, so yeah, with regarding to all the things that are happening now, there's a lot of people that are talking about fans coming back into the stadiums. And I think that makes a huge, huge uh, difference. The UFC announced that, you know, the, the fans will be returning, was it, I'm not sure which number uh, event, but it will be in, I think, six weeks time where we're going to have fans back in the stadiums to be able to, you know, support the teams. The Premier League has spoken about that as well. There's so many factors, you know, that we're we're looking at and having like the soul of the sport taken away for such a long time obviously for for obvious reasons for safety reasons to have that back i'm sure the experience will add so much more value to watching sports i mean at one point we had no sports and no fans we got the sports back but the fans still need to be there and the fact that the 12th man will be announced very very soon across all the sports is amazing and i'm very very happy to see that especially on the halftime show that we're going to have fans back in the stadiums what sport are you looking forward to most and actually here's a question for you what sport has been affected most by not having its fans 4215 it's salat or do or slide into my dms at omar alduri a little bit of an nsync cover i think you guys might might remember this enjoy this and i'll see you right after the break this is the halftime show Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire that was a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. Thank you very much for spending your afternoon with me today in the UAE. Shout out to everyone who is tuned in. A couple of good points actually during the break that Mufid came up with saying that, you know, football has kind of has missed, you know, uh, you know the, the fans the most probably because of the impact they have. And, and uh, you know, Zara came up saying by that logic, I guess Villa hate their fans being there because they, they've done much better without them and even West Ham as well you know um, thinking about that would Tottenham or even Florence said that Liverpool 
Liverpool's decline has been because of that. I also think, <clears throat> excuse me, I also think Sheffield United, when you look at Chris Wilder leaving his job as well, and, and him being a, a person who's from the city, a person who was the ball boy at Sheffield United to becoming manager, for those that don't know, and, and, and getting them promoted and going to the Premier League and almost taking the league by storm by local players in the UK. What a story that is. It's very much like a, you know, a, a movie but then now departing because, you know, the decline of Sheffield United and also without having their fans around has been hard. But I also think, you know, um, Terry comes up and says that rugby played the crowd noise too. I also think that the fans, if if ever you kind of, you know, we always joke about like the fan TV channels and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I got friends there as well who are very, very like passionate about the game. But, you know, more than ever, what COVID has taught the fans and the uh institutions that have these clubs you know that fans really do make a huge difference and seeing teams like West Ham Aston Villa you know um, really raise their their game because there was no pressure home and away really didn't make a difference in that sense you know it's it's unbelievable to see what the world has done in terms of resetting its priorities when it comes down to you know the importance of fans and the and 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 the impact they have on on sports in general yes there has been you know uh, fans allowed back in the stadium at some point it was restricted and then you saw with different championships you were allowed to kind of watch from a distance um but but this is this is something that's huge uh, mufid says yeah but also credit where it's due some teams like west ham and aston villa are there on merit not covid absolutely and it's funny you mentioned that because being a manager right now or being a coach right now is is really really tough because the expectation levels are very high you can't spend time developing someone in the youth system knowing that you might not be there to be able to see that person whether male or female when they actually make it to the big time because you won't be there four victories can make you feel on top of the world and four defeats can make you feel like you're about to lose your job so it's Honestly, it's something that who would want to be, you know, a manager or a coach um, in this modern game? Me. Uh, just because you get tested against some of the best people out there. You get you get put in such a situation where you have to not only come up with a game plan, but you also have to come up with a solution to every um, reaction, every move, every every tactic, every strategy made. You've got to be able to understand what's coming up you know, in in the game. So very, very interesting to see how the different coaches have adapted. Some have been given time. Some people were calling for people's jobs to be, you know, for them to be fired. Then all of a sudden you get some amazing results. You get some incredible, incredible score lines. And, and we're back to square one again. Even with UFC, by the way, you know, having the Conor McGregor's comeback with Conor McGregor have lost if he had fans there. You know, uh, seeing Israel Desani the other day lose Again, another crowd pleaser, someone that you kind of want to watch and see, you know, in the game, do his thing. So plenty of of things to chew on, plenty of things to wonder. But you know what, guys? We're almost there. We're almost back in the stadiums. I'm excited. I hope you guys, you know, are are feeling the energy and the vibe as well. Because once those fans come back in and once, I don't know when the next time I will be watching a live event. But I will say that there is something about you know a packed stadium the energy the emotions um the 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 experience of being there i think the last ufc fight 
I went to see was Habib fight actually yeah against Dustin Poirier and, and even that it was just as soon as he was even walking out you could feel the expectation and the adrenaline rushing through people's bodies to see you know the great man himself fighting and and I think with Tyson Fury and anti-Joshua as I mentioned earlier you're going to feel the same thing once there's fans in there you know if you if you miss the show you can catch all the episodes on podcast apple spotify or soundcloud if you prefer a visual super mario and gabby put it up on the youtube channel on pulse 95 radio we are reaching full time on the halftime show remember you catch every monday wednesday and saturday but before i let you go on saturday we're gonna have a special show for you uh, on recovery so for those people that are active and don't give that domino enough attention in reset Make sure you tune in because I'm going to have a guest coming in talking all about recovery and all the hacks to get you on par with a sustainable routine when it comes to health and fitness. So I'm talking about that and also next week, the color psychology. That's another one to, to, to make you think about for next week. But we have reached full time. I hope you have a blessed day. Love you guys and I will see you soon. Peace and love, guys. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.